You know what I mean? But yeah, so this is good. You know what I mean? Van Dam's back again. Van Dam's back again. Progression. Of course, Femi and Nikki. Listen, right. Uh, wait, firstly, the one first evident thing that I've noticed, which is, because you lot was here, I checked. It was episode 58. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're on, a, we're on episode 147, right? We would be around 180 something if we didn't miss weeks and stuff. Poet's not here today, by the way. But the biggest thing that I've noticed, yeah, straight away is the chain. I noticed how Femi, I mean, Nikki's got the, you know what I mean? I didn't miss that. I didn't miss that. You know what I mean? A little bling in it. Yeah, a little bling ting. A little little present. I've had it for a hot minute still. Oh, is it? Yeah. I don't really wear chains, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bring it out sometimes, you know. What are you saying? You're not. I don't have a chain. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> he gets paid more than me. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, to I'm is just it? joking. Literally. You know, like, I'm, um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm just, you know, just out here, keeping it humble. Hey, I'm not even going to lie. It's actually good to have you, have you man, back again. Because I was browsing the conversation we had the last... Actually, right, so for people who don't know, because there are some, some new people on yeah. board or whatever, and, I like, I was thinking... I'm not even in. I'm not even entirely sure what your title is. Are you just filmmakers or just the? Di- are you the directors of Intent? We're filmmakers. I think filmmakers. So what, what is the actual title? I think. I think. I think the easiest way to describe us is the the creators and filmmakers because like normally a creator is someone that concepts something and sometimes writes it. Yeah. And so like you know we've written a film, we've directed it, we've produced it, and we act in it. So I suppose it's just the actors and filmmakers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, easier yeah. than saying oh, that the writers, the directors, the producers. Yeah. The, the, there's no I just like filmmakers. Like we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we filmmaker the sounds. Film. Filmmaker sounds Chris. You know, that's like, what do you do? I'm a filmmaker. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of boasty. Yeah, it's kind of boasty still. still. Do you know what? Yeah, because I noticed that, like, obviously in the last podcast that we did, yeah, I put directors. And then I was looking at it this time around, and I'm like, you man are not direct. You're directors, obviously, but you're filmmakers, innit, really? Or is it just really the same thing? It is the same thing, technically, but I suppose filmmakers more vague. In that producers are filmmakers, yeah, because they make films happen. Directors are filmmakers, and I suppose writers contribute to the filmmaking process. Yeah, so like you can, all these people can, like you know, sort of assert that they're filmmakers. Yeah, but I suppose uniquely for us, we're getting to do all of these things. Every so often, you might see us like do one bit of it, like you know, maybe produce something for someone else, maybe write stuff, and like you know, but most of the time when it's me and Nikki, like we've probably written that project and we're probably gonna direct it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you two constantly working together, yeah? That's yeah. the aim, man. Yeah, that's the yeah. aim. That's the aim. If, I mean, if it works, why break it, do you understand? It's like, it's like yin and yang. For me, since we've linked, it's only been positive. It's like, it's growing, isn't it? Yeah. So for me, now obviously there might be a time we say once we've got mills and mills and mills we might want to go and do, do something here. He might yeah. want to do something I mean, there, we do different things, things anyway. Like, you know, like there's like, I think earlier on this year I was writing on a Netflix series yeah. and like you know as well as working on the intent too so and but there's there's gonna be times where we go off and do different, different things, things but ultimately yeah, yeah. like you know like the idea is to carry on it's just like you and Poet it's like are oh, you guys always gonna keep doing podcasts do you get what I'm yeah, saying yeah, it's yeah. like you do different things of course but like you know the partnership works yeah yeah definitely do you know what right so listen just to provide um, some small context yeah so to yesterday I was DJing in the Nike store the flagship store whatever Jeez. jumped on the train as I jumped on the train I see Femi on the train See him, you know what I mean? Reading a couple things, whatnot. 
sat next to you. But then like, this was the thing, yeah. Immediately when I saw you, I was thinking, I might not actually say nothing to him, you know? I actually might not even go over and say hello. The reason being, yeah, is because I knew that we was gonna be recording a conversation the next day. Mm. And I like to have like, because I know you man as well, yeah? yeah. I like to have a, a bit of a life conversation. Yeah. You know when course, you've seen course, someone course. for a little while, yeah? And I didn't want to have that life conversation, conversation at that point. Yeah, you didn't you want to catch up already. Oh yeah, I didn't want to catch up and then come come in and like have to force catch up. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So now I just kind of wanted to ask you, man, like on a life one, like, what's going on? How are you, how, how are you man? Like genuinely, how are you, man? For me, I'm like, it's exciting, but I'm shattered at the same time because for us, or oh, for me, definitely, it feels like a non-stop train. Like, it's just been going and going and getting faster and faster. But it's all overwhelming, like, to see your film in the cinema, like, and to have a Leicester Square premiere was just mind-blowing. Like, to see so many people come to Leicester Square and it happen, and then the film to come out and be successful. Because there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of anxiety, mm. like you think your film's gonna do well but when it actually starts doing well it's like wow all your hard work's paying off mm. and like seeing people on Twitter on Instagram just showing so much love everybody reposting everyone coming together because I feel like culture came together for us Yeah, I felt like everyone backed us like we wasn't left by ourselves we had the support of everybody yourself just there's too many names to mention all the artists just everybody just backed it was promoting it putting it on their pages just like it's just been overwhelming you know but mm. it's good to see where culture is just where we've come in two years yeah of course you know from when we done the first one you was at the first premiere yeah to when you come to this premiere do you understand there's a massive difference in the whole production in the whole support of it so yeah it's just, of course it's so just, I want to go through a little bit of that actually but it's funny that you even mentioned like the anxiety that it must that you must go through in making a film yeah and then from making a film to then the overthinking of how people are going to perceive the film you get me do you know what but you get to a point for me i get to a point where people are gonna take it out they're gonna take it you know like i've been involved in so many films some of them that i thought were good as an actor and as a producer and a, and a director i've been involved in so many projects some of them that i thought were brilliant some of them that i thought were okay yeah and like you know and people responded to them how they've responded to them so i've got to a point i think now in my career it's like you know what i'm just gonna give it my all i'm gonna make the best with what i've got and people can make of it what they will and that's my attitude to it because like I, ultimately like i can't make people like stuff do you get what i'm saying i can try like you know and i will try i'll be out there trying i'll be doing all the marketing i'll be doing all the press i'll be doing all of that to try to make people like it mm. however i know there are limitations but what i can do is that with the resources i've been given i'm going to maximize it and extract as much quality from it as possible and so when it comes down to it i know i've tried my best yeah and yeah. And, and that's it and i'm always like and you know and most of the time my best is quite i'm very harsh on myself and so my best is quite you know higher than people's expectations anyway so yeah, yeah, yeah if people watch it and then they're like oh you know i didn't like it or i didn't like this but i'm like i'm happy to have all those conversations i'm very open like i, I talk think, to I people think last time when we had the conversation yeah because as, as i said i was browsing through the podcast mm. that we did the last time yeah and then you was like rah listen yeah if somebody tells me that they don't like this part of the film or whatever, then I'm going to tell you how many films have you made? How many films? Yeah, no, but you know what? <laughs> that 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 comes with you know what? When we made that film, you see that film there. Yeah, it was like that. I had a different energy then. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I did, I'm I'm more laid back now. You know, like I've been like the first film was successful and it like 
it's testament the success of it is testament to the fact that you know we've got Netflix still for the world not just for the UK Cold. like you know there's so many things that we've had and so like at that time in my life I was like it was go home or go broke like you know like literally we had to really go hard on that one because that was Make or that break. was our yeah. make or break that was me that was the difference between me and Nikki being here today of and course. me and Nikki like doing yeah, yeah, yeah. something if that, else if, if you don't cut through that first time on that there and you don't get uh, a certain level of ratings from that first one there this next one don't happen remember yeah. that was our second film as well so we had our first one it didn't do that much business if you go again and it doesn't work then it looks like you yeah. maybe yeah, you got, maybe you shouldn't do this like yeah. you know what I mean mm. and so because of that like maybe like I suppose my attitude in certain interviews were a bit like oh you know what F everybody like this is sick like do you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying <laughs> so I was a bit more I was a bit more like that you, but was, more com- you was a lot more confident this time around knowing that you'd ha- put, put together a, a pretty decent yeah and I tr- like the thing is I know I've, like back then that was what our second film like after it's a lot and so back then I was less experienced since then I've made projects for Sky I've made projects for ITV2 I've made projects do you get what I'm saying we've done mm. so much since then yeah. and so then like I worked on a Sky Atlantic program all of that stuff culminates it gets you to a point where you're like you're just a, a, a bit more it tempers your attitude do you get what I'm saying and like you know I suppose when we made the intent I was quite confident in it and I was quite and it was just me and him doing everything like we made the film we released it ourselves the premiere we paid for it independently we marketed it independently we got it on Netflix independently so like all of these moves that you saw for their first intent Mm. was us and then I suppose you go a bit Damon Dash you go a bit Kanye West in that moment it's like you know (laughs) I've made this sick film and everybody must think it's sick but like if people watch the intent and don't like it I can't do nothing about it like do you get what I'm saying like (laughs) I can't make you like the intent too like and if, if there's filmmakers that don't like it we can discuss it if they've got ideas about where I could have got wrong we can discuss it like privately or if they want to put it out on, on social media I will not respond to you like I'll just let you say your <laughs> thing like but ultimately like I'm, people are entitled to their own opinion about, about creativity and that's the thing yeah you're like just like anything yeah you're never gonna please everyone and that's, that's yeah. cool though that's alright yeah, yeah. that's not a problem that's just how this get, that's how it goes and I suppose the strength of our film the strength yeah. of the intent is that we're not trying to please everyone like you know our distributors like the company Vertigo which is composed of like majority middle class people they don't really super get the film like but that they're not our audience if yeah. they got the film and they thought it was amazing we probably felt like do you get what I'm saying because yeah. they don't understand the language yeah. they don't understand the world like do you get what I'm saying so like if they get every single aspect of it it's like those people are, are almost like a bonus in it yeah so you get like you know your audience you know the people that you're trying to target anyway anyone that comes in from the outside and looks and says yeah this is cold yeah that's a bonus cool. do you know what it is if, as well if anyone that looks from the outside and don't get it it probably wasn't do you know what it is anyway. as well bro like what i realized i'm 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 like my career is like foundations on kiddohood mm. and everyone goes on like kiddohood's like the sickest film ever now blah blah that's blah it. when it came out like no one outside the culture cared mm. So I know, but now you could go to Scotland, you can go anywhere in England, like, and probably parts of Europe. And they'll be like, oh, that's a sick film, blah, blah, blah. It's about- Ain't most things though, like, most things that are classics, like cultural classics anyway though. 
And you don't. You, most things that are classics, you don't know it's a classic. Until, yeah, at the time, until later on. So but if you think about, thing, but that's like at the time, even when people are seen as, you don't have to be so close. By the way, okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no way, I, I learned how to do the mic. <laughs> but yeah, um, most things that are like seen as a classic. Yeah. See, like, see, like at the time, yeah, when that, when that film came out, mm. within the scene, within a certain demographic, yeah. We knew that the film was cold. Yeah. Yeah. We knew that the film was cold. But then I think like there was nobody from the outside that really knew what the hell was going yeah. on or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But then later on, it, it was grows. almost like a cultural classic, innit? Yeah, it and grows. It, it, yeah, exactly. And then when it goes, when it starts as the cultural classic later on, the masses start gravitating to you know it. What and that's it what makes it the certified. Authenticity cuts through. Yeah. As long as something's real, it's authentic to what it's meant to be. Yeah. That cuts through. And that's one thing that I've learned. If it keeps it real it sounds mad cheesy like but if you're keeping it real you're keeping it authentic that eventually cuts through and that's all you can do true. the minute you try to dilute that authenticity or it's not true to the source then you end up in a place where actually who are you serving yeah. and so like as long as you serve your core demographic whether people like so you just have to look at the grime scene to see how like you know their authenticity eventually cut through yeah like and it took for different versions of it like where it went pop where it went electro everyone pretends like those years didn't happen now yeah. like everyone pretends like not everyone was making electro tunes like six seven years ago yeah. like but because it had to go through all of those things to show that actually the real version the original version is the version that needs to cut through and that because of that it's now led to different branches like you know different scenes coming out of that scene like afro swing and, yeah. and so on and so forth so like I just feel like you know as long as you keep authentic to the source and you keep authentic to your demographic I feel like that's all that matters for real alright anyway let me let me tell you this yeah I've got a few questions that I want to ask like on a just a bit on a deeper one mm-hmm. I want to kind of go not if because if you want to know all of the early early stuff you can go back to the last podcast yeah but I kind of almost want to start from when you finish with the first intent yeah mm. right if I remember rightly, I remember, I'm not sure if this was your actual situation, yeah, but I remember there being some type of conversation we had where you were like, boy, when it's time for investment and asking certain man, you know what I mean, to try and pitch in or whatever, all of a sudden man stop, they don't answer the phone and <laughs> yeah. all of that. So you get like everyone will be out there spending bare dough and doing this money yeah, thing, yeah. whatever. When you got something that, that you might have you want the man them to invest yeah. in then all of a sudden nobody can no one's picking up the phone and all of that yeah yeah i'm assuming that that was an element of the hustle before when you was trying to do the intent because you did it all independently mm, yeah all mm. your own money yeah all of that stuff yeah you've linked up with island now yeah, yeah. like explain to me the conversation that was had um, to make that happen that and starts why with Nick that starts with so, Nicky so and was was that part of the plan though or was you, you know see, what like, no, that, that's always see, been Nicky's vision that's always my vision like to be honest like I've for me like I always thought you know what like we made the first intent we got private investors it was hard to convince people to put their money in and stuff like that because when you're asking somebody to part of their money, even if it's a hundred pounds, yeah, everybody doesn't want to part of their money. Of course, if if they can't see it before it's happening, you know, it's hard for people to see and believe before something's happened. Sorry to sorry to like to interject though, yeah. Barring island aside, with the intent to hypothetically speaking, yeah, yeah, would you have been able to ring the same investors this time around, and would they have been? 
more willing to put the money yeah through. we yeah. have bigger dreams because they've all made their money, money back and profit okay. yeah. and, and at, profit. at the point at the point we're making an intent they didn't have the money in their account but we had like you know scheduled payments that were going to come in that was going to guarantee their money Please. back like as we're speaking today they're, they're all in profit like from the first intent Boom. every single one of them Boom. and so because of that like you know that was that was always with those people you could always go back to them but we had a bigger dream we had a bigger ambition we wanted bigger budgets we wanted to film in jamaica like for us all these different things was like you know how do we raise what we're doing to another level like you know how do we look like you look at the culture and you look at how everyone's moving and it's like how do we make that the intense sick for street film setting the ends and all of that stuff but there's like it's got its flaws it's limited because like you know finance is it because of the financial aspect? yeah because it always if, makes you limited. if you give me like two three million to go and make a film oh my gosh there'll be like madness like you know like yeah, what i'll be able to do with that money so like even the intent the actual intent too that we're talking about looks like a million plus film it's not that yeah. it's a look it's it, intent to cost the same as kiddohood which was like half a mil all them like uh, really? uh, like intent two is like you know not that much money but like the way we so, so i'm taking it that the first intent was a lot less than that yeah, yeah. a lot less yeah no, yeah percentage less. wise how much less it's like at least it's half, a six at least 50 percent less yeah. yeah serious yeah, yeah. That's kind of interesting to me. Like, so like, but like, you know, you, but you know what's like, mad about? I, I, I like, Chucky, when I do you know what type of things I do? I do like. It's not that I'm pocket watching whatever. Whatever. Yeah, I just find I'm quite inspired. Do you know by what's it. mad so about? I like to know figures. Chucky, shit. do you know what's mad about audiences though? Audiences don't care how much it costs to make your product. Nah. And so you always have to try your best with what you're given. If you're gonna put it out there as a commercial product, creative product, yeah, you have to try your best to make it sound like to make it look like you made it in Hollywood, to make it sound like you recorded in the best studio if you're making music. Yeah. But the only reason why, because if I'm listening to it, I don't, for me, as a 16 year old, when I'm listening to uh, like Unknown T, that tune, when I'm listening to Omer and B and I'm listening to all of that, there's no difference between that and me listening to Drake, big yeah. studio. I, like audiences don't consume based on budgets, no. so you just have to make the not most. Saying that each tune wasn't made in a big studio. No, no, I'm not saying. No, I'm <laughs> not trying to diss it. No, no, I'm not. I'm not dissing yeah, it. I'm just saying mean, it's not a Drake studio though. Yeah, it's not Drake set up. Like yeah. Drake, I'm just using Drake. Imagine anyone on Drake in comparison to Drake or Beyonce or Jay Z on them. Yeah. Like you know they've got the best engineers. You know they've got the best everything. But actually, the music that people are making independently, yeah. like is just as good to the audience consuming it. Audiences don't think about budgets yeah audiences compare it to is it as good as like a film that was made for 10 million that's real that's real i'm because this is the thing i'm a proper casual film watcher i don't watch bare films like that when it comes to music i'm a stan so i can tell see like when you just use the example of like unknown t for example you um recording his song and the drake or whatever sonically in my ears i can tell massive difference. but i can't exactly <laughs> exactly so for me being the casual film watcher i'm not i don't see nothing other than what i'm just looking at on the screen and i'll compare your things to james bond and everything exactly i'll do that and that, i'm just casual with because this that's what audiences <laughs> do because audiences do not and so for us we we that's what that's what i mean when i say like with what i'm given i try my best to make it look the best. Like, you know, I'll do everything within my power with what we're given to make it the best. So why Island then? You, Bro, you, for Island, do you know what it was? It wasn't why Island. For me, like, I studied the American game, like, I, I love it, innit? So seeing Master P, 
seen all these old films like the Jay-Z's, the Paid in Force. For me, there was like, my original idea was like, let's just make a film and DVD up and sell it at the back of our boot, like how Jammer and them not done Lord of the Mics and stuff like that. And then mm. I was thinking, you know what? Who knows black culture the best? A yeah. music label does. Like Ireland, all the music people know black culture here. There's black music in this country and it's selling. We've got gigs, we've got all these other people. We've got Wiley, we've got Dizzy. So for me, it's just like, why would a record label not make a film? Like every, everyone goes to them for the soundtrack. Why yeah. don't we go to them for a film? And then also they can have the soundtrack because because they've never done like you island island here have never done a film no they've done one no i don't know if it's actual island from the uk but they made the harder they come it's for island fronted uh, harder they comes a jimmy cliff film it's old old school, oh, okay, old okay. school film it's like it's a classic um okay. but they haven't made a film since then i think they've done a documentary amy winehouse but they've not actually made a film so for me it just made sense why don't we approach a a record label to invest in making a film and then they can have the soundtrack and then maybe they can put some of their artists who are signed to them in the film so they're promoting their artists in the film as well do you understand it's a it's a double bubble win for them so what i did to be honest i done it i put up an instagram post about a film that i wanted to make called sound clash it was based on like the dancehall in the 80s and 90s the early ninja man beanie man do you understand shabarangs times so i put up a picture of ninja man and i said sound clash the movie coming soon like not even having a script or anything it was just an idea then twin hit me up on instagram it's like yo what's this yeah and i was like yeah 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 it's a movie that man wants to do he's like yo come in and speak to me because obviously ireland whatever whatever so i went in met him he's like what are you up to us listen we've done the intent blah 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 i've got a, like there's a few films i want to make like i've got this sound clash movie but the script's not ready but i've got the intent too like we just put out the intent it done well He's like, yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested. Let me run it by Darkus. Then he ran it by Darkus. He got Darkus by the Yeah, and then Darkus came in. I was speaking to Darkus. I said, yeah, boom, boom. Darkus like, I love it. He's like, I love it. Like, let's do it. And I was like, mm, let's do it. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. So then I came out. I rang Femi. He's like, Femi, yeah, they're really interested. Boom, boom, boom. We went back down there, had a meeting, and then we're here today. Mad. So what, what like, because negotiating with somebody like, um, Island Records yeah, yeah to put a film out must be a lot different listen to the whole process of us actually signing our contract took a year we got offered our deal is that long or is that that's short that's long no do you know what in film it, it's weird in film it's not long Bro, in, doing it a long. Di- in doing a deal it's long it might have felt it remember, might have felt long remember 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 negotiating a contract for a year that's, that's long a year, that's long man yeah that's long because deals get signed when a tune comes out a man, will, they will hear a tune on the radio and they, that deal will be done by Friday. Yeah. If it's today or Tuesday, whatever day it is, they're, cause they, they need to move quick because that song becomes old. It doesn't become current but anymore. Obviously, but with film, there's no urgency. There's like no that. urgency. Well, they, they're not a film company. Yeah, exactly. So at the same time, it's new territory for them. They have to get somebody who understands film yeah. to come in and oversee it with them. You know, where telling... So what, did they have to outsource somebody? Yeah, they outsourced got someone. someone. They got somebody to come okay. in. Okay. They got Sick. someone to come... Well, they'd worked with him before on the Amy okay. Winehouse film. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so yeah, they yeah. got him to come in, basically. Because originally, what it was, is like, 
Island and another company called Studio Canal. Yeah. Um, who made Yardi? You know, it just Elba film Yardi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a company called Studio Canal. They're all under the same umbrella. Yeah, yeah. So Studio so Canal and Island. Oh, sorry. Studio Canal. I can I finish? <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was trying to amplify what you <laughs> <he> said, <laughs> bro. Studio Canal. Let you talk. Studio Canal and Island are under the same umbrella. Yeah. yeah. And then like, they 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 Island partnered us with them. Mm. So there was like, listen we've got these guys but you need to they gave us to Studio Canal so we went to Studio Canal and we was doing the process of making this film with them do you understand we was writing the script and stuff like that and to be, Studio Canal was just like they was just giving us bare notes they was just like no we don't like this we don't like that change this change that do this do that but to be fair the notes were good like a lot of the notes was helping us as scriptwriters to develop more but we just were we wanted to move now. And when somebody's coming in trying to change yeah, certain things. Yeah, because at this point, you've already got everything. Yeah. We've so got then it. now someone's And we've done it as well. In. Like, yeah, we've yeah, done yeah, it. Yeah. Like, do you understand? We've ready... ain't, that, ain't that hard to deal with? It's frustrating. Yeah. It's very frustrating when somebody comes in to try and control what you're doing. And they're telling you, no, this won't work. That won't work. This won't work. Do you understand? It's very frustrating because me and Femi had already done the intent. So I could just Femi I can't like Do you know what I actually can't Imagine how I could imagine Maybe how you Might have dealt with that I can't imagine How Femi would have Dealt with that I can't imagine How you He didn't deal with that I deal with that better did you? Yeah. yeah Serious? I, I, yeah, you can't deal with that I can't deal with that He Serious. can't deal with that more Like the thing is Like Remember I grew up In film and TV I take notes all the time Okay And it's like Free consultancy Yeah I, you know? I hear that I, so like I if I give you my it. script to read and you give me feedback on it I don't have to listen to your feedback True. but you might give me one or two feedback that's good no one ever gives completely crap feedback, feedback. yeah no one there's like, usually, even like there's always even, like one or there's always like something there's a gem that. in there somewhere even yeah. like uh, the biggest hater in the world yeah if they're giving you feedback they'll tell you one or two things that are good and so I'm always open to notes like from uh, especially in the creative process like I'll talk to people about the idea sometimes yeah when I'm telling people about projects that I'm doing I'm still the, I've never I've not written it down I'm just talking to you to see like what you think is sick so I'll be like yeah and this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened and then like I'll look to see what your reaction is <laughs> <laughs> and things that you say oh my gosh that's sick yeah, then you know. Then yeah, I know yeah, in my head, but I store it in my head. I make sure that's in the script. But and I, I do that all the time where I'm like, literally, I'm like, people are like, what are you doing next? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this project. Da, 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 and I'm just talking about something that I've only thought about in my head and I'm not written down. And I'm testing that idea out on people as I talk. And then from there, people are like, oh, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you do that? It's like, mm. and that's how you like nurture ideas. So I think I'm always, I'm open to like, like you know people pitching in with their creativity but with us with the intent too i think pace of process was more important than going back and forth for like years mm. and the thing is as well is like you're taking you're listening to somebody who doesn't really understand your culture mm. so it's like you're in a position of well i need your money i need this deal they know you need this deal so it's a power trip at the same time so it's like if you don't really do what I say you may not get this deal it might jeopardise the deal so that's how I felt like with Studio Canal I felt like they were saying oh don't go to Jamaica I was like we're definitely going to they literally do they were trying he was like it's not strong enough it's this this and maybe he had a certain point to what he was saying but I felt like the way they was delivering it to us and for me in my mind I, I always 
I always look at people and think, oh, what, what, what's your process thought behind this? What are you thinking behind this? And they had Yardy. So for me, I'm thinking, well, you're putting out Yardy. The intent is a low budget movie compared to Yardy. At the same time, we're trying to go Jamaica. Yardy shot in Jamaica. Why would they want two films? Oh, right. So it was was it like an element of discouragement? Yeah. I think they were trying to shelf, shelf us. us. Yeah. They were trying to no, shelf no, us. No, no, I think they were trying, trying to, to shelf, shelf us. us. Oh, they were just trying to shelf you yeah. completely. Yeah, because obviously we've got a similar script. Yardy was about Turks. The intent was about Turks. At this time, we didn't know this because I've not seen the Yardy film. I've never I, read the book. I, I've never read the book. Okay. I've not read the script, but we had similar things. So now we're telling them that we're trying to go to Jamaica and make this film on a shoestring budget and we're going to have Puck Car and we're going to have this. And they're thinking in their head, well, we gave Idris Elba millions. Yeah, to do how, this. How, how are you going to do this? Like Yardy's seven mil. Oh, for real? See, this is the thing, yeah. As somebody who's a casual film watcher, yeah, to me, in terms of how it looked, in terms of how it looked, there was no, exactly. there was no difference. But you know what it is? It's not, it's about, just because we've got a budget that's maybe not the same as Yardi, we've still got the same resources. Like, we will still shoot on a, the best camera, but we may not have three setups or two setups. We might have one setup. Like, do you understand? Like, and also, does it, I know that probably this doesn't, like, boost it that much, but I guess it depends. It Does it depend on, like, also um, the type of people that you're paying to do jobs and all of that? Yeah, of cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, Yardi, they've got one of the best cinematographers yeah, in, in England. All of that costs peace. Like, do you get what I'm saying? saying? And also, at the same time, you've got, they've got bigger, there's more scale. Yeah. So they've got a bigger team. We might have had a team of like say thirty, and they've had a team of a hundred and something. Yeah, yeah, of course. Do you get what I'm saying? Just working on the. Sometimes you go on film set chair, like there's people there whose job is just to make tea. Yeah. Like the runners, some runners are there, and they're paid proper wages, you know. Yeah, yeah. But their job is literally one. Like there'll be a runner there whose job it is to just make tea for a melamine. Yeah, that's that's, he's the that's lead. not su- I and mean, that's, that's not it. Big surprise. So, to me. But then I'm talking like then that goes across the board. Yeah. Then there will probably be a, a makeup artist that just does a melamine. Then there's, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So like depending on scale, you can scale it up so that the person on the film set only has one job. You know one of those. Yeah, you know when yeah, they say yeah. you only had one, one job. job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like but literally, so fuck that yeah, shit literally, yeah, yeah. like sometimes on film sets, people have only one job to deliver yeah. and that's like making tea. That's like doing a Mel's makeup. That's like Beanie's driver. That's like Beanie's security man. And obviously when you work on a film on a budget like ours, we can't have people there whose job is to do just one job thing, for yeah, one yeah, person. Yeah, 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 cool. And that's where you, you cut back on the scale. Yeah. And that's where you're able to like, you know, with our budgets, our budgets focus on what's on screen. Yeah. So like, what? how can we get the best camera? What are the be- best lenses that we can afford for, for our money? What is like, you know, how do we get the most out of our locations? What location should we be going to? Should we shoot in Jamaica or should we shoot all in UK? All of these things is focused on actually making the film have the highest production values possible. Mm. And you can see that when you watch it. Yeah. You know, when you watch the intent to, like that, we wanted the people to feel like it's a step up. Yeah. You didn't want to watch the intent one and then watch the intent two and it seems the same. The intent two is bigger. Well, Car that's, crashes, that's another thing. Yeah, big yeah. shootouts, Jamaica. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. just more bigger. A million and percent. I think as well, again, as someone who is a casual film watcher, yeah, going into watching this, I was thinking, oh, like, what... Actually, before I even went to go and watch it, when I was um, like looking at the, like some of the actors that you had, some of them being artists or whatever, when I realised that they were in Jamaica to film, instantly in my head I was like, okay, cool. I could see that you lot are trying to do something to take it to the next level in some respect. Because 
I think that for me as well, watching it, that was that thing also that did make it that. Um, especially being a Jamaican as well, yeah? yeah. I think that like, being a Jamaican, and Jamaicans will say this as well, yeah? Like we're very protective over our patois. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? And how it's represented in it, yeah? So sometimes, and I feel like, with all due respect to Yardi, because I feel like, uh, <laughs> um, I feel like Amel was really good. I yeah. felt like he, he nailed his part very yeah. well, yeah? But there was, a lot of questionable parts within yeah. the patois and whatnot. And I was quite scared that you lot was going to yeah. kind of make... A mockery. Not not even so much a mockery. I would have said more of the, uh, the mistake yeah. of, you know, having a bunch of people there filming, like filming in Jamaica, but yeah. just, or whatever, even filming here, but not having the patois yeah. proper. I like the way that Popcorn was still himself though. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. though he was acting, he didn't like... He didn't try to say things with extra clarity and all yeah, of that yeah, just yeah. to, or, do you know what I mean? Like he was himself. And that to me, yeah, as a casual, a Jamaican as well, showed me, yeah, this is the We hired thing. real Jamaican people from Jamaica. We auditioned over a hundred Jamaican people. Like yeah. we put Popcorn in it. We put Teddy Brockshot, Louis Rankin from yeah. Belly and Shutters in it. You know, we put a little one boy. Of my favorite, one of my favorite um, bad man actors yeah. as well. Yeah, like know? we put this yeah, little yeah. boy in it, um, Bob, who was mm. one of the one of the big DJ's son in it. Do you understand? We put um, a woman called Sophia, who's Louis Rankin's sidekick, the policewoman, the Yardie policewoman. Yeah, yeah. She's from she's from Jamaica. She's from Trench Town. She works in the Bob Marley Museum. Like we casted all the girls you see in Jamaica are real Jamaican girls. Miss Jamaica, like yeah. they're real Jamaican. Like we couldn't go to Jamaica and not put real Jamaican people. Yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. It just it was only Tanika that like. <laughs> Tanika's is she? Where is she from? Is she Jamaican? Jam- Tanika's Jamaican. Isn't Jamaican. Yeah. She's oh, like okay. she's but Tanika's always in yard. Yeah. You know, yeah. and for us, like to be honest, like Tanika didn't even have to be Jamaican. She could have just been a British girl who's in Jamaica in Jamaica like Castastic yeah is Castastic speaking Patois I can't remember well no Element. not really not just, really not really by the way sorry though yeah like when I saw him in it I wanted to hug you man yeah I'll tell you why <laughs> now I'll tell you why because I've spoken about him a couple of times before yeah like and I, I want and I, I, I'm going to continue to do this as well because I want people to understand like Castastic is a proper G you know and like what happened to him was so unfortunate like yeah. for people who don't know Castastic I don't want to tell a story properly I did an interview with him before I started the podcast yeah literally um, a couple of episodes before we started the first one I was doing what was a podcast but not realising it was a podcast I was yeah. just like having long conversations with man or whatever yeah and he'd just been removed from the country. So I was the first person to speak with him while he was in Jamaica, just trying to find his feet or whatnot, yeah? And it, like to this day, yeah, it's one of the most touching conversations I, I've had because he'd been in England since he was a kid, like three, yeah. four years old or whatever. And then at 18, just when he's in the music thing, my mum was like, as he was coming, he was, he was popping, popping bruv. It was like, like him, was like him Youngen. Crepton Conan. Exactly. Sneakbo was obviously yeah. already doing his thing, but he was looking like he was going to be the next one. Yeah. Like, literally the next one. Walk around, walk um, the street with him. Like, go O2 or whatever, and you'll see bare kids running up around him, filming him or whatever. And then literally just to have a knock at the door one day and say, right, come with me quickly. And then you don't, you can't go nowhere. And the next minute you're at the airport and they're asking you for papers and this, that, and the other. I brought this up when we were talking about the ring rush thing because I didn't know whether there was a, a thing yeah. within that. But when he was in Jamaica, he went back, he didn't have nothing. 
you get yeah. what I'm saying? You didn't have nothing. And for somebody to be that age, yeah, and to go back to, even though that's where he's from or where he was born, he didn't know it because he, he grew know up. It. He, he didn't know it at all. Yeah, so like, I know that he's he's in Jamaica now. He seems like a lot more happy and now. He seems like he's found his feet. Man, and I know, and I know that, that him and Getz and that really connected when, yeah. they, when you like, were filming or whatever, yeah. But the like, for you, man, to put him in it, yeah, I just, as a person who sees things from a deeper aspect, I just wanted to thank you, man, for that still, because I just no, thought, bless up, if for, to be out there, it only made sense to use somebody like him I mean, as well. I mean, his story me? was quite compelling, like, in the same way that it was compelling to you, it was compelling to us. Yeah. And I remember, like... You killed him in the film, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why are you giving that? Well, you so, can't give so. it away, but yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know what? It, his story was so compelling in the same way, like, the same energy, the same, like, what you felt is yeah. what we felt about that situation. And, like, I remember at the time when we are going, um, when we were going to Jamaica, for I was going for the first time. For, for the recce I remember like we were like we'd all even when we were writing the script imagine this we created the character we're like you know we should try to get Cashtastic to play this yeah. and, and and when we were writing it and we kept saying yeah we'll get him to play it we finished the script and then um, Rashid from Link Up I think hit me up or Nikki up both of us maybe on the same day when we're going he goes you might not go in Jamaica I know you're going to film in Jamaica Link up with my man. Link up with my man. Fam, but isn't it like Rashid like just a mad plug? Bro, just no, but listen to me. I'd already DM'd him. Cashtastic yeah. on that exact same day. Imagine that. Like I'd all, earlier that day, I DM'd Cashtastic and he was like, I've messaged him saying, you know what, I'm coming to Jamaica. Me and Nikki are going to be there. We're going to be staying at this hotel. Link us up in it. Like, blah, blah, blah. I think within a day, he was like, maybe even on that day, he came. He mm. drove down. Remember, we didn't even know if he can act or we anything. Didn't. And then we had a meeting with him. We spoke to him about the character. We spoke to him about, you know, what would be required of him as an actor, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, you know, it was really up for it. Spoke to him about what our vision was for the project. And that was, what, 2017? That was last year. Mm. And then when we got it, like when we finalised the deal, we just got it cracking. And yeah, like, yeah. you know, and he, he was a joy to work with, man. He's really committed. He's a really nice guy. He's a perfectionist, proper, like, man. Proper, he's yeah, a yeah. nice guy. He's on it. He's on time. He's just like, he's a, he's, a, he's a good spirit, man. Like a lot of people, I look at him sometimes, I think if I was in your position, how would I cope? Yeah. You know, and I, the strength in him yeah, yeah. alone when you see him he's a survivor he's in Jamaica everyone who comes to Jamaica he's plugging up of course everyone I see who comes from here yeah. is over there Cash is helping them do something or connect them with something and I feel like people like that you just need to embrace man you need to help him and you need to promote him and keep flying the flag for him until he gets home because this is his home yeah. I know he's from Jamaica but he's born there but this is his home man yeah, so he yeah. needs to get back here yeah hopefully you know Things will be, it's, well, you know what I mean? It will all work itself out. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, man. So, God's grace. Yeah, shout out to him still. And yeah, you are you are right. Enough people, are, when they go out there, they, they connect with him. And I went out there recently, I wasn't able to do that. But yeah, man, I just got a lot of time for that, brother, anyway. Yeah, well, yeah. How did you find it out there anyway, like working-wise, in Jamaica? It was easier to film in Jamaica than London. Serious? Yeah. How comes? In what sense? Because there's less restrictions. In England, there's a lot of restrictions on what you can do. Like, in Jamaica, you can lock off a road like you know without that much headache in London there's have so you got to connect with a couple bad men out there just to <laughs> say yo listen yeah, we want, yeah you need Spanish town quickly yeah of course yeah, you, you need that. You can't just turn up. You can't just turn up. Like you need to. You need to. Like you can't roll around Kingston and not be certified. But at the same time, we was with Popcorn as well. Do you know? Yeah. So he's and we proper. had and we had a good producer. 
who knew Jamaica well and took us out there and, and we were certified out there and the thing is like also when you're dealing with black people to black people it's much easier like there's not so much restrictions in it you're in a black country yeah. that are used to black people doing stuff in the UK it's very hard for black filmmakers there's of restrictions course. you know there's still a lot of walls to overcome a lot of things to jump over hurdles so it was much easier yeah, yeah you know yeah. you can go there and we're english and we're british you know that that gives you i think being black and british is like the best thing outside of britain you can finesse again so being black and british yeah. is the best finesse when you're not in england fair why do you say that because in england yeah being black is a thing like it's like you're, there's all these negative stereotypes attached attached to you yeah like obviously that's a generalization Right, the minute you step outside of Britain, first you're in a, in America, you're black, and then you've got a British accent. Mad confusing for them. It's like their mind explodes. Their brain is like, oh my gosh, they're so intrigued by you. In Africa, same thing. Like, do you get what I'm saying? You go to the Caribbean, like it's kind of in a way, it's like you're embraced. Like, and also the fact that you're aware about the culture. Yeah. People always confuse that you know about their culture when you go there. But because we're black and British, we've been exposed to everyone's culture. Mm. So, like, you know, like a British kid that's from the Caribbean knows about Whiskey and David O, as well as about popcorn. And even no matter where where they're, like, do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Where they're from, they're influenced by all these cultures. And so, we're influenced by all these different cultures in a way that people from outside our culture so African Americans are not necessarily have the same points of references as us instead of in, in terms of like knowing about the Caribbean and as well as knowing about you know what it means to be British as well as knowing about African culture and so on and so forth but our positioning within the world means that we've been exposed to so much and so we've got heightened awareness of all the different cultures I reckon yeah. and then at the same time people always come like still like baffled that like you know you've got this black and british thing and it really helps yeah, yeah it yeah. really does help when you're not here yeah, yeah i hear i hear that still <laughs> i think in america it's weird like for me personally i know i'm taking this to maybe to a different place here yeah, but like being black and british in america to me yeah even though instantly amongst them i have an english uh, like an english speaking accent or whatever it is yeah for me it's like the fashion side of things that makes me feel empowered when i'm there and i was having this conversation with and i'm not even a fashion man like that but it's like i was having this conversation <laughs> with um lee from trap star the other day mm. yeah. and do you know how sick it feels for me to go to america and i'm wearing trap star yeah. or i'm wearing benja mm. or whatever like to me that makes me feel imp that makes me yeah. feel empowered and different yeah i don't i don't i don't go there feeling uh, like when i was younger i used to always feel like oh, i want to be like them yeah, yeah, yeah i want to yeah, go i want to do what they're doing but we've got a strong I don't identity wanna, I don't, now. the only place that i go and i want to be like anyone is when i go home to when jamaica yeah, yeah. to get what i'm saying when yeah. i go home like my element of fitting in there's a different element of fitting in for me when I go there. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Anywhere else, I'm like, yeah, that's why all the time when you see me, you know my <laughs> thing anyway. You're yeah, 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 yeah. But no, but you're you're right. It's just that, you know, it's it's um we've got like a strong identity now. I think the culture, the music culture has influenced that. Like yeah. and also like, you know, people recognise that identity. I remember like we were at this dinner in LA, we did a screening last week in LA with this girl and she was in there's a guy there's a guy that's into art like an art dealer and he's come to the dinner as well because he come to meet up with her and she said to him listen like these guys they've made a film they've it's got the sickest soundtrack um do you know about grime do you know about uk rap okay. and the guy was like no i've never heard of uk rap grime and he's writing it down she's gone to him what that's like 
the most potent form of hip hop right now. Okay. She's from Miami, bro. Like, oh, <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. She's from Miami, bro. Like, and she, the way she was hyping the UK thing is like we've got such a strong, like, strong voice globally now. And even like being in LA and like you know just everyone that was out there getting love, like you yeah. know, was out there with Angel, was out yeah. there with um, Kojo, Kojo Radical, okay. Koji Radical, sorry, yeah. and then we we're out there with. Um, Mira May and like you know all these people yeah, yeah. pass through the screening oh is it yeah, and like yeah. you know and like the the you even could Napa just, even Napa. Napa was there Napa yeah, was yeah, out yeah. there Napa was out there Napa's everywhere boy but yeah but I feel like you know our our thing our culture whatever that is at the moment is like you know not just local it's growing nah, globally of course UK music's just come a long way you know because when you hear like a gigs and Drake track gigs is spinning you know he's yeah, doing his thing like it's not like back in the day where people were excited to get American feature like now it's like you're excited to have gigs on your song you know yeah. like it's yeah, a massive exactly. difference you know I mean it makes me happy when I see the chat listing for the Switch Beats album and I'm yeah. seeing like there's a gigs track on there yeah. that gasses yeah. me I know, and I'm man. like you know like that's Swiss Beats from Rough Riders of you course. know, yeah. <laughs> you know <It's> crazy. <laughs> like, he fucks with but he's like from, from a while anyway like I know that him and Angel are very close and they've been close for a while. Like it, that's for it's for Angel to tell the story about how that happened. But mm. you know, and I and I know that he was like one of the people that plugged in with uh, gigs and all of that stuff. So yeah, man, all of that's sick. What I want to ask you, yeah, Gex has never acted before. Yeah. Right. So he's the main don in yeah. this thing. <laughs> what? Like how and why? We like, auditioned like loads of people. Like Scorcher was just a massive shoes to fill in it. Of course. Like, and we met, we we auditioned loads of actors, and they were great actors, but they just something was missing in it. And Femi was like, "Why don't you, like, let's put gets, let's put gets." Was you was you like was you going see like how did the, how did that process work? Did you go yeah. to certain artists and say, "Look, could you come and audition for this or whatever?" Or did you just throw it out there and man? No, you know what it was. Run. We didn't even throw it out there for the lead like that. We was actually seeing actors. Not even just the lead, just not even just the lead, but just for, like for the original. Just for like a bunch of the characters. That no, you know what? The, the bunch of the characters are actually in the film. We had them in mind. Okay. Like literally, we had them in mind. But we, you was auditioning for the lead, though. Yeah, but for the lead, like we auditioned for that and for me like Scorcher was so amazing in Intent One like he's such a sick actor it's like like he's flawless to be honest like I think he's one of the best actors this country's got so for me like how do you feel that like we're seeing all these actors I just I just I don't know for because Scorch is not trained he's not like he's just got he's just got that he's got that two-pack thing he's like yeah he just got it he's like one of them dons yeah like this is a bit different, but you know you get them like them dons that like they can just do a bunch of things. Yeah, you know, like that's one of the reasons why like like Chris Brown makes me sick because he can sing, he can, he can dance, he can and he rap. can play basketball. Have you seen rap. the way the dude, do dude plays basketball yeah, he, he can and does all of that? Yeah, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like dudes, like people like that in my school just pissed me off because they could just do everything. And Scorcher comes across as one of them He's guys who could just guys. do a lot of he would just naturally and they do it flawless like without effortless you know like they they don't it's just a natural thing so scorching not being around and us us just auditioning people and we were seeing people it just didn't feel right and it it just like how do you get somebody 
to sort of replace Scorcher, it's just such a difficult job. So Femi was like, Getz. I was like, Getz, mm. I wasn't really thinking, like, it's not that I didn't think Getz could do it, because I think he can act. I, I knew Getz is like a talented person, but I just think, could he commit to this? Like, he's an artist as well. Like, Scorcher had the understanding. There's also a big difference here between like, because like, who Getz used to be as a boy, yeah coming into a man yeah yeah you, that's evident it's in the music yeah when you hear him in his music you know yeah like like forget just the lyrics yeah his clarity the way that he yeah. says things and yeah. all of that stuff you know exactly yeah. what he's about but acting is a completely different thing and see the thing is me and Getz are good friends I've known Getz for years I grew up with Getz mm. so when you're thinking of putting this guy in the film you're thinking about your friendship you're mm. thinking about is Getz gonna come every day at six o'clock in the morning? Is he gonna be listening to everybody on set? Because he's matured as a person. Getz is like, the Getz I grew up with and the Getz who he is now is like two different people completely. Like Getz has grown so much. He's so mature now. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. He's grown, he's found himself. Mm. Do you understand? So when Femi was saying Getz, I was thinking, mm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. I'm not, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a I thought it was a risk. Mm. And it's so a it's, big commitment. It's a big commitment. Yeah. And I know Getz is about his music. Like everything first is music. I know, I didn't think he would be really interested in acting. So Femi got him in. Femi's like, no, get him in, get him in. He came in for an audition and like, he blew, he blew the casting director away. He didn't even see us at first. He went to the casting director because we had a casting director um, looking at people to come and audition for the film. <coughs> and the casting director was excited by him. And then we saw him and he smashed it. And then it was like, he still wasn't sure if he was going to do the film. And then him and Femi went out for the day. I think they went out for oh, the well, day. Did you have to convince him to come? Yeah, of course. Because he was like, he wasn't interested in acti acting at all. Yeah. Like, Getz is a perfectionist. If he doesn't feel that he's going to be 100% in it, he may not do it, yeah. you know? And it's a new territory for him. It's like the lead. You're not asking him to do a cameo. Yeah. You're asking this guy to be the lead of a movie. Yeah. That's like the biggest actor's dream. Of Big course. actors ain't even... Like, how many people in this country can say they've been the lead of a film? Of course. Does that, like, see in the acting industry, yeah? Is that a problem? That is a problem. Actors hate it. Actors will tell you for days, why are you using gets, why are you doing yeah. this? But we would like, like Nikki said, we auditioned about a hundred actors. And so, and they weren't, they weren't authentic. Let's be real. They were acting. It's weird. I, I find it's, it. Yeah. I'm an actor myself. And they were acting. They were it's acting. Bad. It's like they were <laughs> acting bad. But <laughs> yeah, it's not believable. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, can't, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't do a film the intent and what people really like about the intent was that it was authentic this can't do we can't yeah. then follow it up no. yeah. with an actor acting bad you know what it is with some of the actors in the film you actually believe maybe these men could do, do this yeah they do this tig like it's ain't that don't that kind of just mean yeah that to be fair that them actors just weren't good then because really if you're acting no it's so like I, like say you're acting as a gay man uh, but you're just you're gallus in real life yeah I have to believe in this film or at the, in this moment you are oh, gay yeah. and that's your you yeah, love yeah. the same sex <laughs> I've got to love I've got to really believe that pause, pause. I've got, no I've got to believe that I've got to believe it Why? otherwise <laughs> otherwise it doesn't like yeah. otherwise ultimately 
you just weren't good. Do you really? know what? If I, find, I don't believe you, you weren't good. Chucky, do you know what I find? So do you know what I find? Do you know what I find? Do you know what I find? Like I find that actors find it so hard to play an authentic street guy, like because I think they shout. I think they think what a street guy's gonna be like. For some reason, people think that if you're right, let's just say a rude boy in it. Let's just put it out there. If they it, when actors think somebody's a rude boy, they think he's loud. He's He's a certain way and yeah. it's just not like that in the real world. Like yeah, some yeah, of I the wickedest you. man is quiet. Yeah. Like you don't even know that the wickedest man in the room is the quietest is man. Yeah, yeah, of it's not the guy shouting and carrying on away. He's probably the pussy old, do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? But the wickedest man who's gonna do you something and gonna bust you on your head is the quietest man in the room. And I feel like certain actors, I feel like they've watched too many EastEnders and they've watched too many where they cast somebody to play that stereotypical rube role and they act in a I certain way still. I think acting for TV and acting for films completely different. different and and that's that's the that's the strange like the films you you almost expect film acting to be like premium level you almost expect to believe that it's real sometimes when I watch EastEnders the acting's really bad like yeah, you know course, yeah, when yeah. I watch Emmerdale on Coronation Street some of the acting you still is watch Emmerdale no no but as in like <laughs> whenever it comes on whenever like I don't watch TV that much but like whenever these programs whenever I'm in like you know the vicinity of these programs I'm like raw that's really bad acting mm. but they're getting away with it because like people's expectation people want these like these weird performances that are maybe heightened and a bit cheesy and a bit over the top and so for me I feel like the thing we got with Getz was that you know the reason Getz got the role was Getz was the most authentic person for that character mm. I believed Getz as that role and Getz went into the audition with the casting director he did a really good performance he came back did an audition for me and Nikki and the casting directors along with two other like no three other actors on that day and like in the final four he was the best mm. the you best know, man got the job man and I asked myself a question like literally like for me how I arrived at my decision was like this is an action film right and so if I gave every single one of these guys that auditioned for me a gun who do I believe is going to pull the trigger <laughs> what yeah and I didn't believe any of those actors could do it and if I don't believe it the audience are not going to yeah, believe it yeah but then it. Is it, are you looking at like it sounds to me that you're looking at the man more than no 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 no, no 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 in the character oh in the character who do I believe okay. out of the these team. people yeah, yeah, like yeah. would really bust the thing without fee without even thinking about it if you if you know if you know Getz as a person Jay is nothing like Getz nah. like the character actually what, what Getz plays as Jay if you yeah. know Getz personally, Isn't certain it? things that Jay's going through in that film, I could never in my life imagine Getz going through, yeah. responding in the same way. Okay. So when you're watching it, it's not like you're watching Getz. I actually are watching this film and it's Jay. Because it's, I know yeah. Getz on a personal level. Because, you know, Getz is almost like a philosophical person. It's yeah. almost like a philosopher. Yeah. When you talk to him, you end up in these deep conversations about stuff all the time I mean the gets obviously Nikki knows gets from way back in the day like the gets I know the gets that I've always known like in the past few years has always has been this the man version of gets mm. I've always known man gets yeah I didn't really know boy gets and so like when everyone's like oh it's just gets being gets I'm like okay faith you don't know gets then yeah, yeah I hear you. you know like gets spitting bars on stage but that's 
that's another persona. Do you yeah, get what I'm saying? Because yeah. even even the way Gets plays the character, because everyone's like, "What you got Gets? It's gonna be bare hype, innit? I'm like, "Okay, cool. yeah." Because they're thinking that you're they're thinking that like it's the stage yeah, show yeah, done. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, the stage yeah, show yeah, done. It's yeah, not yeah, gonna yeah. be on. You're thinking that Gets the <laughs> that MC Eskimo dance. Yeah, is the Gets that's gonna be on yeah, there when ultimately yeah, yeah. it isn't that still. You know, and I think it was the best move we could have done, man. When you see Ashley Chin and Gets and Dylan Duffy on, on that poster, yeah, yeah, he Ashley Chin was very good. He's an actor anyway, yeah, he's, but he's very come he's on, really he's good. crazy. He's one of the best. I actually business. thought was good. I actually thought Fecky was good as well. Yeah, but Fecky, I liked Fecky, Fecky was a he was sick in the first one. Yeah, he was very good, man. And I liked. It seemed like I don't know because he said, "Oh, you know, like some I don't know, uh, maybe a lot of them lot did this anyway." But he said to me, "Yeah, like obviously I got the lines and that, but more time I just." Just did my thing. Yeah, that's true. We he, let them, he made we, it. He yeah, made we it. Made we it let them. Basically, yeah, yeah. what we do, we give them the script and we tell them like, you do know, your, do what you like. Need basically, to do. these are the points that we need to hit. There's certain lines you cannot change because okay. it affects the story. But outside of that, like you know, this Embody is your guide. Character. This yeah. is your guide, and that's that's the thing. That's the reason you cast guests gets as well mm. because like you know what I found on the intent. I remember we were shooting a scene. It's a good scene. It's one of the best scenes in the intent. And in that moment, I realized something very interesting. So we're shooting a scene with Scorcher and um, the woman that plays his mom, um, Michelle. And they were doing the scene. They were doing rehearsals for the scene. And then Scorcher said a different line. Michelle was like, what's that? That's, that's, like, that's not the way I learned it. Oh, okay. So they're so tuned into this. <laughs> so tuned, okay. So she wasn't able to just kind of yeah, know. Like, and, and so, and so like, the thing is, but the way me and Nikki like to film, it's like, it's almost like freehand. Yeah. Like there's certain words that we've written in that script that Popcorn would never say. And so, because he's going to say it in a slightly different way. Of course. Because yeah. like he's... And, and again, as a Jamaican, I would know, if I'm listening to him, yeah, and he's saying something in a mad different... I know he's like, I know that a Jamaican wouldn't, say it like exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so because of that like you know you always have to in order to achieve that level of authenticity you almost have to give like get actors that are willing to like you know add their own flavour like Kid Oated, most of funny lines in Kid Oated, me and Adam Deacon made up this like no time. clock will tell you for free mm. like and if he doesn't he's lying like do you know what I mean most of, like literally all the lines that you're like oh do you know what Yo, she aired man, da, 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 da. All, that, all that ooh, ooh. Do you think any of them knew who DWE was? Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? When I'm I, like, when my like my character comes in the room, like ooh, ooh, I got the day off school, like, and I'm getting gassed. Do you like literally everyone on set was looking at me like, why is he doing that? Yeah. I'm like, no, don't worry, like it's, it's gonna be gem. massive. It's a gem. Do you get what I'm saying? And and we're doing me and Adam Deacon are doing all these like all like not like to say they we didn't write the script like the actors in this film didn't write the scripts but what they're doing it's is they're adding gym. texture to it yeah. and they're adding character to it and they're making it real yeah, 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 yeah I get that still I was thinking just while you was talking as well yeah that um, we are having a good build of actors yeah that play the bad boy role very well cadet I felt was very good in mm, Cyrus um, story. story I feel like he is somebody who could play a villain very yeah. well and a roadman very well but also I made a little list yeah because I was thinking to That's myself funny, right I made a list now listen to this yeah because I was thinking yeah that like there's a thing called typecasting in it yeah mm -hmm. so, which means yeah that like you look at somebody and you would just say like so Scorcher for example 
You're always gonna think when you see Scorcher in a movie, he's gonna play the bad boy and all but that. But you know what? Well, you I know Scorcher. I see Scorcher as like super action hero. Oh right, yeah. then. I see him as a super. You know, I got a little list I'm, here of, what, of actors that are, that are that are that are artists. Yeah. That I would like to see them play something different. Do you know what? Yeah. All right. So Little Sims, I'd like to see play a mafia boss. Yeah, but right. Little Sims was supposed to be that girl in um, she got offered that role. All right. In Black Panther. Oh really? Yeah. You know okay. the sister in Black Panther. She was she was offered, she offered that she got she turned it down. Mad why? And she was on tour with the gorillas. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That would have been a nice check for her still. Scorcher, I would have liked to see play some Inspector Gadget kind of vibe. That's funny. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Scorcher, I definitely see him as like a, a superhero. He's an action hero. Yeah, action yeah, yeah, hero, he bad like he can do that. I I got I'd like to see Skepta play a loner. Like a loner. a loner in a film. Yeah, he's a loner. Like no one fucks with him. Um Giggs <laughs> I'd like to see play a teacher. Do you know what I see? Do you know what I always see gigs as like a superhero as well, someone who could like okay disappear or oh yeah, like, yeah yeah like, yeah yeah because yeah. it's a hollow man. You know, like I see him in one of those. No, but for I me, I feel like gigs could play Samuel Jackson's role in Avengers. Is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. mad. I got Rex playing a Rasta man <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. I got Lady Leisha as a serial killer. She could do that. She could be in Kill Bill. I could Lady, Lady Leisha is actually an actor as well. You know she's in One Day. She isn't started it? out is as it, an yeah? actor. I yeah. didn't yeah. know that. You know so. One Day the Birmingham film. Nah, she's, nah I you seen need it. to watch that. Is it? Yeah. You ain't seen One Day. Jeff. I ain't seen One Day. Uh, come I, mean, on, I told man. you, I'm casual in this. La- Lady Leisha came out as originally in that as an actor. She that was, was where sick. she she she's first started out. Okay, she's sick. I got Bugsy Malone as like a Spider Man. Or like a superhero as well. Yeah, he's, like, like, he's got that superhero. He could do that. He's hench as well. I could see him in a boxing film as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. One of the baddies in Creed, isn't it? Like one of the baddies in Creed or something like that. Creed. Um, I got Jamie playing a crackhead. <laughs> no, do you know what? I got Jamie down as like Q in James Bond. In James like Bond. I can see Jamie in Bond like as the yeah. tech guy. Oh yeah, that would be sick. Is it? Yeah. Like if they Bond went and it was Jamie on the computer, yeah. like making gadgets and that. I can yeah. see him more doing that. I got um, young and playing a gay guy. Oh, I, I don't know about that. Why? 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 Why can't? Why? He's don't acting. That, why? Man, don't he's do like a gallus. Like yeah, exactly. That's your yeah. example. So, yeah. That's, that's your what example I'm saying. It's too obvious. Like the thing is, it's too obvious for no, Younger to be in a pause, film with bare gal and pause, doing all that pause, stuff. Pause. I'd like to see him do no. something completely different. No, you can't and make him do that. Yeah. Um, ninth playing a police officer. Uh, <laughs> you're, bro, you're killing people. That's funny. I'd like to see Frecky play a black pope. That's funny. Do you know um, what? I can see Frecky playing a pastor differently. Yeah. Yeah. Like a pastor. Like a pastor. Like yeah, know. yeah. Like one of them American ones. Yeah, like yeah, one yeah. Of everyone dancing and all that. <laughs> you hear what I mean? In the background. Um, notes doing the autobiography of Usain Bolt. Why? Because he's tall. I don't know. I just see this came to my head. <laughs> And I got Ray Black playing the um, autobiography of Miss Dynamite. That, that's that's likely. Yeah. That's a good one. And the last one's controversial still. Oh. But a movie, yeah. Yeah. Where Crept fancies Conan. What? Man. Bruh, pause. Where Man. are you going? Could bruh, you imagine? Bruh, this pause, is all outside pause. of the box, no, bruh. No, this is all mad. outside of no, the Jackie, box, bruh. Pause. You can't have man just that, playing what they you would usually that, kind that of is, see them play. That is the biggest pause ever. Why? Pause. Why? Pause. They're acting. It's no, not real. No, no, no. Yeah. So this is what I'm huh? yeah, it's, it's acting it's not acting I'd like to see somebody do something I'd just like to see people just do something different I'd cast me? Ray Black as Lady Dynamite though that's a good casting is it yeah yeah they give me the same vibe yeah 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 you know like that the the like 
branding yeah. not like what they look like obviously but like that type of music they make and like you know the the essence of their music yeah 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 but being on top on that though yeah like the the old age conversation is not gonna go because we mm-hmm. had this conversation before yeah but with everything that's happening with Mm. what's happening on the streets or whatever mm. yeah people are always trying to tie it to something so yeah. for ages people were trying to tie um all of the road stuff that's happening with drill music and all of that yeah yeah and with music and whatnot yeah and then you'd say some people would be like well you don't blame films though but then when you lot make a movie like this they all of a much. sudden you have a couple of people that come out yeah a, a small minority all um may it be like not 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 anything bigger than that but come out and then say look like you man are like why don't you do something different are you lot like yeah, yeah. um i don't know perpetuating the gang violence and yeah. all of that yeah we had this conversation a couple of years ago yeah. and i can see that it's a conversation that doesn't go what like how do you feel about that now though i just feel like you know what we're making a movie our film is no different from you watching the purge or takers or any other blockbuster movie was going to come out like do you understand there's going to be bare films coming out this weekend that's got shooting that's got all these things happening in it but as soon as this young black man on the screen is seen as threatening so for me it's like you have to just take those people with a pinch of salt do you understand it's a 15 you know it, it's a film you know you're meant to go there to enjoy it as entertainment if he's watching any other film i don't feel that us as filmmakers have to be responsible for the whole of society like we do have a certain responsibility but at the same time look at the positive of the film like it's, it's, it's black men on the screen that you hardly ever see you know it's a black cast it's two black directors you know we made a movie it's out in the cinema mm. the fight for that is crazy you yeah. know we had a leicester square premiere there's so many good things about this film why do you want to pull down the one little thing that you want to associate with black people because when the craze movie gets made nobody says nothing when the Scarface gets made, nobody says nothing. When Purge is getting made, when all these other movies are getting I've made. I've actually never heard, this is just me personally, but remember, bearing in mind, I'm a casual film watcher. Yeah. So I say that out loud and proud, yeah. In all of the small times that I've been watching films out of my life, yeah, I've actually never heard anyone relate any type of violence on the streets or whatever to a movie to a movie this exactly is, it's just the it's the first time when i see it when we do it is when i see yeah. it being a and, and 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 they're always looking for someone to be the escape goal and yeah. why not it be us why why like why would it why use these guys as escape goal oh they've got guns in the film they're flipping cars they're having shootouts in jamaica but you know you watch any other movie you watch eastenders I, like i don't even watch eastenders i looked on it the other day people are getting shanked yeah there's guns come windows and shit like that people pulling out guns in the vic you know yeah. nobody says that's representing east london you know that culture they're not they're not saying that and that's yeah. on prime time tv so Stop using me and Femi as your escape goal. When James Bond, I always say like, is running around Leicester Square, jumping in Bond Street train station, having shootouts, all sorts of things. Like, could you imagine me and Femi running through Leicester Square or Bond <laughs> Street train station? It'll be, bruv, we'll have armed police out. Everybody will be out. Yeah, yeah. So why, when we watch it in the James Bond movies, 
It's not threatening. You know uh, what? Ultimately, yeah, that argument is premised on racism. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the truth. The reason it's premised on racism is that it's always forwarded towards black content makers. There's always something wrong when a black content maker makes something about violence. So like, you know, white people like could make anything about anything. White content makers, white directors could make films about anything. They never even really have to explain it. They just make it. And no one says, why did you make this film? Do you think it's going to influence kids to do bad things? No one ever asks them that. And then on top of that, like what happens is that at the same time, like, you know, what you get is, um, what you get is black people then imbibe these arguments and then start using it against ourselves and we'll forever like colorism yeah no like and we'll forever like ironically no but like we then imbibe these like we learn these arguments and then we start saying it against because what happens again is like when a kid gets stabbed mm. yeah within a black kid gets stabbed so yeah what happens is the argument goes where are the black community leaders but black people don't live in ghettos in isolation we live in a society where our community leaders are like the teachers at school who are not necessarily black like they they're mixed the 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 you know local governor the local councillor and so on and so forth so like but the minute anything happens within the black community like they, they people seek to blame things within the black community but i didn't grow up just consuming black content like J nikki said we watch james bond like i've always watched james bond it's like a staple of my life mm -hmm. like you know we watch eastenders at a certain point i don't watch it anymore but there's no black kid that grew up here in england that can claim that i've only ever i only ever communicate with black people i only ever watch black content do you get what i'm saying mm -hmm. so like if you're gonna blame our content then you need to blame all other content Otherwise, that's a racist Keep argument. It. Every Christmas, someone got murdered in EastEnders. Every Christmas. Or married. Oh, yeah. or married. Or married or both. Someone, both. <laughs> you know someone's dropping on Christmas Day. Yeah, I yeah. think the last one, somebody got dashed out of a building. Or yeah, something like someone's that. getting buried something underneath. Like the, do you understand? Yeah. So what are we saying? Is that happening everywhere? Uh, you know, so, does everybody go out and murder somebody on Christmas Day because they done it on EastEnders? I just feel like if you're going to critique violence in our films, then you need to critique violence in every, every film. film. Yeah. And otherwise it's racist. And you know what? Otherwise I'm not even answering that question again. Yeah. Because it's like, actually, what you're asking me is an argument premised on racism. Word. Word. I get that still. It's mad anyway. Like, I just think that it's, a, it's as the culture grows and more films come out and stuff like that and more of these type of films come out, there's just going to be more and more of these debates. But it's boring to me. Like, seriously, it's boring to me. And even what you just said before like not even wanting to answer that question again that's kind of the, the 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 vibe that i'm on at the moment i'm getting asked to go and like have talks here and there or whatever and i'm getting asked some of the same questions all of the time when it comes to these things and i'm just getting very jarred by it yeah. but on the flip side of that though what i will say is is that maybe i had the common sense to just know that i'm watching a film but yeah, I'm not going to lie. There's been enough times where I've watched a film and that and I've just been inspired to do a madness. Real quickly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what it is? You know it is like... When I watched, when I watched Paid in 4, I wanted to sell hella crack. But do you but know what? I've never... Do you know what's mad about that? I've but, never felt no, like joking, that. I've never... Do you know what? Do you know what? I've never... Do you know what? Ever, I've though. never watched a film and felt like I want to go and do that. Yeah. Do you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've never watched something and felt like I want to do that because somebody else is doing that. 
Like, I, I, I'm not, I just don't think it goes well, But like. maybe, at the same time, maybe other people do. Yeah. Like, you know, like, let's be real. Like, I'm not sitting I there. don't think that's a movie thing. I, I'm not even know? sitting I think that's a mindset That's thing. a mindset that's, that's a thing. mindset Do you know that's what? deep like, issues. Because I, I had a debate on, on Radio 4 about this with someone, like, a while back. Even during our edit, they came into our edit and they were interviewing me about this. And, like, we got into a big argument about it. Because I'm like, actually, the problem is not films the problem is not music the problem is your upbringing yeah. the problem is state your social economic and state of stand, mind. like status like are you from a poor home mm. the problem is all the circumstances that you know so, like your family and society and the government should be dealing with before the film before uh, yeah, the music yeah. before all of and so like you know when we've dealt with like you know when we've when we've like delivered world peace when we've stopped children in England going hungry like because like there was certain man in you know what's mad about when we think about kids like child poverty and stuff like that like I remember there were men in my school that were broke they didn't have money for lunch that's mad mm. but we didn't really think nothing of it we just thought, oh, my man was broke. If you don't have money, yeah, as a child, you should have money for lunch. You should be able to eat lunch. But there were bare man. I went to a boys' school. There were a lot of boys in my school that didn't have pee for lunch. Do you get what I'm saying? That's child poverty. Until we get rid of that systemic poverty and stuff like that, we shouldn't even be talking about films and stuff like that. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? On a deeper political level, mm. this is a bigger debate. And like we're limit we're minimizing the real what we're almost getting rid of the real arguments, the real debates, the real things that we should be discussing by just talking about music and film. Think and about music. if there was no music or film in the world. It'll be nuts. Like they're blaming dual music, but these guys are making a living. They're actually expressing. It's stopping them from being on road. Do you understand? <laughs> like, they're doing actually good things. They're making music. Mm. You know, we're actually making films. Take away films and music from the world. What will happen? But I feel like there's so many layers to this argument. And there's it's, so many it's one layers, that could like, you can't, And I'm not sitting here saying actually films don't influence who you are and your mindset and stuff like that. Yeah. But what I'm not gonna sit here and and and, and accept it's not the root cause of street violence. The root cause of street violence is poverty, is like you know, lack of education is all of these things, and people can sit there and say, "Oh, yeah, education doesn't mean nothing. This doesn't mean nothing. That doesn't." Like you're lying. Like education mm. and like and, and wealth and all of these things matter. Yeah, do you get what I'm saying? And racism, and like, yeah, comes racism into, yeah. comes into play. But I don't even I don't like talking about racism. Not because I don't think racism doesn't exist. Because like you know, the other day we were on um Jeremy Kyle show, and I was like, you know what? Um, when I meet people, they say, "What country are you from?" Mm. And Jeremy Vine, uh, Jeremy Vine, Vine. <laughs> Sorry, not Jimmy Carl. <laughs> but like, and, and when I meet people, people say like, "Oh, wh what country are you from?" And I'll say, "You know what? I'm 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 Nigerian, and I talk about my history and blah blah blah." And and because of that, I think Black History Month is important because it's a celebration of these cultures. People like there's like white people hitting me up saying like, "How could you say that? That's so racist. How could you refer to white people as white people? That's like in like." And I'm like, no. Like the fact is, the fact remains. My point is that like, about is about actually our position as black people and the fact that we should be celebrated. Mm -hmm. My argument is not about, you know what, people shouldn't ask me where I'm from or people shouldn't engage with me as a different person. We're the same, we should aspire to equality for all men, but until society's equal, mm -hmm. we can't be having arguments about films and music and like, they're, they're like, they're pastimes. They're, people can't watch films if they're hungry. And, you know? and the thing is, uh, and also like, it's a genre of film. Like you are going to the cinema 
If you're into horror, you watch horror. If you're into crime thriller, you watch crime thriller. If you're into comedy, you watch comedy. You select the film you're going to so the audience should know what they're going to see. So if you do not like those sort of films, don't go. You don't need to be there. You don't need to be there. Why is, why is someone saying, oh, it's got this, it's got that? Why are you watching it if you don't like that? Like, we can't, for me, when they took down all the drill videos, it was I was conflicted. Because like the drill songs, some of them, they were really talking about youths that like they were stabbing and stuff like that. And that's a bit mad to me because like, I'm from the era of like Biggie, like one of the hardest rappers ever, rapping like, about how, how broke his mum was and his mum watching a documentary with his mum when she was like, no, we were never broke. What's he talking about? Like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, so like, I'm from an era where rappers were painting a picture. Yeah. I'm not saying Biggie was never road, but I'm just saying I watched this doc and Biggie's mum was really offended that he said that they didn't have nothing back in the day when she's like, no, we grew up in a nice house. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it wasn't but, that bad. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. And so like, for me, I'm from an era where rappers like were painting pictures about their life. So for me to hear these rappers rapping about youths that they stabbed yesterday, that was a bit strange to me. I couldn't- I feel, do feel like those need, those should be taken down. Yeah, and I cool. feel like and those- The reason why I say that, my, my, my opinion has always been, yeah, if you say something in your music, right, that later on you end up going to jail for in terms of a murder. So if you inflict pain on somebody else, if you kill somebody, you stab someone or whatever it may be, and you go to jail for that exact same thing, then it should be taken down. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree. And I, and I agree with that. And But then there were other drill songs that were taken down that weren't that. And they, the whole genre was being criticised. And for me, it's like, we're entering into a place where we're censoring what people can't and can't say. We're entering into, because like, even so, like let's, we all agree that there's Roadman in England, yeah? And like there's, there's roadman that are like some of the guys in the intent in England. Yeah. And so basically the argument- I know a fecky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, the argument goes, people like those guys, their stories don't deserve to be told because it's too street. So we should censor it. Okay. If we go one step further with like, oh, you know what? The intent is too violent. So what should we do? We should stop people making but films. But we would like, write books about yeah, the craze. And, so and like, we would write books about the craze movie and we would make 10,000 Essex well, boys the, and we will make 10,000 football factories. And Nikki, what the, what the new, because I call them new aged outrageists, yeah? What the new aged outrageists would say, none of it's good. Yeah. But don't so, watch so, it then. My, my thing is, if it's not for you, don't watch it. Yeah. Like, do you understand? If you're not into that, don't watch it. It has a certificate re for a reason. Like yeah. it's a fifteen because the film council, the film people believe that somebody over fifteen years of age can watch this movie. Of course, you know. No I one. I think as well, man. I mean, I'm I'm lucky because I have a certain understanding of certain things, and I try to teach my brothers and my younger ones around me as as such. Do you get me? Yeah. And with that being said, for me watching a film the majority of the time I always knew that it was a film the only thing that I, I questioned when I was a young buck was Candyman I didn't stand in front of the mirror a bunch of times and say Candyman <laughs> five times because I wasn't sure yeah. yeah I weren't sure yeah. it could happen it might yeah. not happen and also I was thinking to myself Candyman might not jump through the window today but if I say it five times today, he might come link me a couple of days later. So I wasn't going to take that <laughs> opportunity to, yeah. to do that. This but is other so than that, funny. But other than that, I kind of knew what I'm watching is pretty much a film. And I think it's the same. It's like a certain mindset. Remember, mind we'll, state we'll, that even guys, like, if I'm speaking the, to my little brothers or whatever, yeah. 
say they're watching a, a thing or they're listening to something, I always let them know. You do know that that's just not even real, though, right? Yeah. That's not real. That's not. That's not. That's not necessarily reality, and and it's most definitely not your reality. Yeah. So you don't need to make it yours. Yeah. And a lot of people will come up to, a lot of people like guys who will say they're real world guys will come up to me and be like. That's not real, man. That's not how it goes. That's not how it is really on the roads. And so- sometimes I like that. Of course. Because I feel like, okay, it's good it's not like that. Yeah. Man. Because <laughs> this is a film. Yeah. You know, or someone says to me, oh, why don't you put some real guys in it? Or I'm oh, like, that's or, a dumb like, thing to say. I hate say, when people man. say that, like, yeah, yeah. bro, it's acting. Yeah. Like, it's a know, film. It's, it's not a supposed film. to be like, it's not meant unless it's based on a true story. Exactly. Even, film, even films that are based on a true story it's embellished. Have ele- has yeah. elements of over exaggerations yeah. in it because they dramatize it to make it an f- actual thing. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's not always. When people, it, like, people come to me, like, you know, I really do this thing. Okay, I don't want you in my film, film then, exactly. Because <laughs> you really do this thing. Like, why do I want you in my set? If you really do this, just right. you you're not even saying that you used to do this and you're reformed and you're trying to better your life. Yeah, like everybody in in the film are people doing positive things. Like they're great role models, Krypton Conan, great role models. You know, they got restaurants. You know, they're massive artists selling out massive arenas. Fecky, a big artist. You know, got he got clothing lines, putting out albums. You know, like all these people are role models to the young youth. Like they've come from the streets. You know, they've, they've, they've seen things, they've probably done things, you understand? But they've turned their life around. Mm. And if kids can see, wow, Fecky's a movie star, Fecky's got an album out, or oh, Captain Coney are in a cinema, they've got a restaurant, I can do that. That's inspiring. I, that's mad, bro. That's the creep. Listen, like. I think it's just what, maybe from where I've come from and what I've seen. That's I crazy. Some, for some people, they've grown up in it, so they're not. I'm wearing like skeptics trainers, man. Know, Come on, right. like, who, who, who would have thought, like, these men are gonna have trainers and restaurants. Shout out to poet, by the yeah, way. Yeah, and all these things. Oh, oh yeah, poet did his thing the other day. Yeah, yeah. 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 come on, man. Yeah, come cool. on. Like, and then, and then people want to talk about, oh, it's a negative thing. Oh, get out of there, man. All right, let's let me just talk about something positive because I was supposed <laughs> to mention this from time ago. Yeah, when when I went to the screening, one of the things that like seemed you like was quite passionate about when um, just before the film started because you both spoke about whatnot yeah. yeah you were talking about how difficult even now it was to get the film in the cinema yeah when we did the episode time ago you mentioned that as well I thought that doing the stuff with Ireland was going to make it a little bit no. more easier to get yeah. it in the cinemas yeah but um, you spoke quite passionately about cinemas like not necessarily jumping on board the first thing I want to ask is firstly how do you even get a film in a cinema in the first so first of all to clarify everything Ireland helped us finance the film Ireland didn't actually put the film in the cinema we've got a distributor called Vertigo Releasing who are a film distributor remember Ireland's a record label yeah so they don't know nothing about putting they just keep ultimately giving you the piece they're obviously giving us the piece to do and do a partnership with them yeah so we now have to find somebody who wants to put this help us get this film in the cinema the craziest thing about putting a film out in a cinema you don't even know what cinemas is going into maybe until probably two weeks or a week before the release date so our film came out on what date did our film come out on the 21st of september and we didn't know what cinemas it was going in until probably five days before that that's a madness so when everyone's uh, we don't know if it's in the view we don't know if it's in the audio we don't know if it's in showcase we don't know if it's in cinema we don't know because what they do they go and screen it to them 
and then it's a, remember it's not somebody from our culture yeah, I was going to say who did they screen it to to you know who okay. yeah is watching the film and they decide hmm we like this hmm no we don't and it's not somebody who understands the culture it's not somebody who understands how black music and black f- film is moved forward it's just somebody who doesn't understand nothing about us so you're relying on this person to say yes it can come in the cinema no it can't and then it's deeper than that so you may get a, they may give you cinemas but they're going to give you cinemas in an area that no one can get to no disrespect to walk like wherever it's kind of open. yeah but they will, they will say all right you got the odium but it's not the odium in wherever it's not the odium in london it's not the it's not westfields so we need westfields we need all the kids go westfields all the kids go westfields white city and stratford we yeah. haven't got those we're not in stratford uh, all now all now we're not in stratford oh mad that seems mad so bare yeah exactly. but they, they know that but they like, know that so they, straight they, away they're blocking us there's bare blocks and they've actually said that do you do you not they actually said can that. you ask them why yeah yeah we've we been going back and forth and well, what do they so say deep. That, it's it's deep. Deep. we can't deep. even talk, talk about it it's so deep serious it's yeah, so it's bad deep. because like the thing is so when i sit so here, you get a response yeah, yeah. no yeah and when i sit here and i'm making assertions about black culture and racism and stuff like that it's like there's certain things that i can't even talk about because it's like if i spoke about it it might block us even it might more. block us in the more. future yeah so we have to play the game there's of certain like, things you know that it's like yeah we have to play the game we have to be careful what we say because we're still trying to make more films and even when I'm like at the at the premiere and I'm like, you know, the, right now there's a cinema chain that won't show our film, blah, 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 blah. Like the film did so well in the first week. In the end. That they put us on in the second week. But in dead But cinema, in dead cinemas, in that dead we, not the ones that we wanted. Okay. So well, like- Was like, it almost just to say, look, we just look, yeah, we're doing more something. Like, yeah. Listen, more like we want- We've got Crepton Conan. We want the two, two the two cinemas in Croydon. No, we want a cinema in Harrow. No, we want a cinema in 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 Westfields. No, shit, man. So we're doing crazy numbers and we're selling out. But like, I know, one, but I, we 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 we're, we're in places that people have to super travel. You know, people find it hard to get to places anyway. Yeah. You know, especially kids, they don't have cars. They yeah. don't have these. Things. And people like convenience. People yeah. Like so convenience, imagine, imagine they, like we are trying to like you know these cinemas that I've just listed to you. They, like I know we could have generated 50, 60k each in some of them. Do you get what I'm saying? And that goes towards your box office. Like maybe even like upwards of between all these cinemas, we could probably generate upwards like of a quarter of a million pounds. Just those cinemas that I just mentioned. Because of that's where our demographic lives yes. and hangs out. But they know that. But they know that and they're and saying they no. They say they don't put us. So why? Are they saying no? Because they don't want you to be... The bottom line is they're going to make money. No, but it's deeper deeper than that. We're we're changing culture. Basically, like, let's be real. They don't want lots of young, working class kids in their cinemas. Why? Because these cinemas are... Do you know what? Do you know why that's uh, weird to me? To be fair... I'll tell you why it's weird. To be fair, we cause... Us as a community cause... We make... Everything's a knock-on effect. So, like, when kids go to the cinema and two ends might link at the cinema and have a how fight. How often is that? It's happened. Yeah, but how but often it is that? It doesn't happen regular, but they've used one example. I'm not going to throw a film out there. I'm not going to throw no one under the bus. Another film, another urban film that came okay. out before the intent. It doesn't, it's not so hard for you to work out. There's a possibility so there was a, they had an incident, yeah, and that knocked on to us. But that was three, four years ago that film came out. And let, me, let me say this to you though. The reason why that is weird to me, yeah, Again, this is me being a casual film watcher, yeah? Mm-hmm. 
The reason why it's weird to me is because one, I would have thought that there's an opportunity for them to make money as Callum did say, yeah. But two, on top of that, like, do people even still go to cin- to the cinema as much as they did before? What's, what's because because I know that a lot of people have got the Cody box and all of that stuff. And even to be honest with you, just take the you know- Cody box out of the way, yeah. Netflix are uploading quite regularly. Enough people are Netflixing right, and chilling gonna, or Amazon right, you know what, Prime I'm and relaxing. To you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is something that me and him speak about all the time. So when we made the first intent... So the point I'm making is, wouldn't it be an encouragement to have people... Like, no, 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 no. He's going to make this I'm, point. I'm going to say something to you. Uh, There's two things. We made the first intent. So there's two layers to this. With black people, if we didn't release the intent to, in the cinema, in the box office, to the black community, it's a flop. Oh, you didn't go cinema, man. Your film's dead. You, you went straight to DVD. You went straight to iTunes. Fair. Yeah? They think that's not successful. If you don't have a premiere, it's not successful. Because we're, we believe by it being in the cinema and us having a premiere, a premiere, for us, a premiere is a fail because it costs. You're 100 grand down. Go to Leicester Square, do that, you're 100 grand down. To look off Leicester Square, all these things, you're a lot of money down. But it gives the perspective of people seeing it as big. We could have released it into, yeah, the perception. We could have just released it on iTunes out now and killed it. But that doesn't feel like we're moving forward because at the same time, why are we not in a cinema like Fast and Furious? Mm. Going to the cinema is experience. Mm. It's a, it, it's big, isn't it? It's, you're in the cinema. It, me and Femi would probably make more money just releasing it on iTunes, to be honest. We would. Yeah, iTunes costs iTunes cost like five bills to put your film on. You know? Is so, it, yeah? <laughs> yeah? So we... They do take a cut. They take, but but it, like, but to get it on... Yeah, yeah. It's so it's better for us to just put it on iTunes. And then with Netflix, how much does that cost? It doesn't no, cost. They pay you. It's a license. They pay you. Yeah, it's a license. Oh, so you could just... It's not like Spotify. Everyone thinks Netflix is like Spotify. It's not like Spotify. It's a license. But the thing is, not everybody... Like, getting your... Getting a Netflix deal is hard. hard. That's big. It's like basically they have to actually, they've got an acquisition person that actually watches the film and buys it. Okay. So it's not like, it's not like. I I realise that because there's like a lot of conversations about like the comedian specials and stuff like that because Netflix are giving off bare dough. Yeah. Some of them. They buy it. They buy the rights to it. So like, you know, they license. Everyone says like, get your thing on Netflix. That's a big thing. That's like saying, why doesn't everybody get a record Do you get, sorry, I know maybe I'm jumping, jumping. But yeah, let me just add, let me just add that to that cinema thing what our films do though is that they drive people to the cinema that wouldn't normally go to the cinema okay because they want that experience so like the intent audience is not your normal it's like you they're like you they're like I don't really go cinema that much but I rarely go cinema yeah, do you know what I'm saying it's like I never really go cinema and then you go if you go to the cinema on the weekend that intent opens and you look at the people that are going into the screen and you did a survey with them I bet you like 80% of them don't go cinema and also the reason I say that the reason I say that is one I've been to the cinema two when we put out the first intent we got an email from iTunes Apple yeah. from Apple saying listen why like why how are you guys getting people to open up to, to download your film? Because what's happening is a lot of people that don't have iTunes accounts have th- that they that have never connected a card to their iTunes accounts are connecting a card to their iTunes account and just yeah. buying their intent. Yeah. 
Yeah. So like we're getting lots of new users. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how? How? They, yeah. They're just like how? They didn't. They didn't get it. So like, like so. What actually? It's almost like when you get a website, you have got unique visitors. Yeah. We are bringing unique visitors to your cinemas. Like people that are probably not been cinemas since they were little kids will go and watch it because it's the mandem's thing. So why would they not want that? Because they don't want those people in the cinema en masse. Oh, so they oh, come they on! You know what it's like. Want, it's like they don't want us in certain clubs. They don't want yeah. it's, it's yeah, it's the thing. same thing. It's like Libertine, basically. Yeah, it's the, the same cinema, thing. Cinemas like Libertine. No, no, it's the it's the same thing. <laughs> it's district, bro. How could the cinema be like? Well, cinemas change, you know. Like, you like got, it's peas. Cinema, cinemas peas. Like, don't get me wrong. I go cinema, yeah, but I only go like every man and. You know, you yeah, got yeah, a couch yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can buy My mum goes to like the, you know, like the- The know, lounge. Yeah, the, the lounge. Yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah, that's what I go. That, but so. to a youngster, Cinema that's my is pee. Dumb. Especially, listen, my little brother's in a relationship right now, yeah? 18 <laughs> years old, whatever, he's got his girl. He's been with his girl for like a couple of years. <laughs> and that's and, like, still he's been, Yeah, he's doing his thing. And I'm thinking to myself, hold on a minute. Like, what, like the last time I went to the cinema, that, that cost me about 60, oh, over an edge note. So for an 18 year old who's like in his young relationship self, wants to go to the cinema these days, he's got to spend a, at least an edge note, 50, 60 pounds for him and his girl if he wants to do all of that stuff. He could, and you're it's gonna expensive. Eat and you're gonna go to dinner before. That's what I'm saying, all of that. You could spend a bill. Bro, a bill, that's light. Well, you're definitely spending a yeah, bill for the last time to I went cinema. To the last time Girls I are ordering wine at cinema, all sorts yeah. of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and you can get different type of popcorn now. You can get some next type of popcorn that's like nine pounds and shit. It's mad. But uh, I don't know, man. You know but what? But it's all positive. I know, like, it seems like we're talking about the negative things, but I didn't. I they... mean, like, the fact that we've got screens already. Like, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Remember, you like, know? we were like, we're two guys, like, really, like, we're one of the man, them. Like, yeah. we're making, we came up with an idea to make a film. We managed to get it, like, get a deal with Island. We managed to get Vertigo to distribute it. And, like, we've got, like, we had 80 screens on our opening yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. And we would have had more, like, if all the cinema chains came came on board straight away. And so for us to be able to achieve that, I think it's mind-blowing. Amazing. Like, yeah. And, and I, I, I never really... That's why I don't really like, you know, it's sometimes it's not good to focus on that stuff because actually the achievement is massive and the kids that are going to come after us, they're going to be, they're going to drink, they're no going to achieve more. It's opening doors like that we can't even imagine yeah. like what's going to come after. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Jamaica, we went LA. Yeah. So like, I'm very grateful. Like, you know, like, and I don't want to sit here and I don't want anyone to no. think that I'm not grateful for no, the opportunities no, bro, that I've had. It doesn't come across like that. Do you know how it comes across to me, how I interpret it, yeah? is that you are two dudes that have like really hustled to do something amazing, yeah? Mm. And within doing something amazing, as I said, you have to hustle, you got to grind and you're going to come through loads of div different obstacles, yeah? But at the end of it, what it's all said and done, you're sitting here with these movies under your belt and you've mm. done what you, like what you, what you have done, you've achieved what you've achieved, yeah? And I just think that it's extra, inspiring to see yeah. that because up, I say all of the time as well yeah there's so many different things that you can do in this industry now I feel like um, growing up yeah it wasn't like that like it felt like there was only one of two things that you could do and yeah. now you know having these type of conversations shows people that you don't even have to necessarily be in the spotlight you can be behind the scenes and create something monumental and, and 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 cultural classics by doing that do you get me and and you can change your life by doing that Ooh, there's definitely. so many different things to do so i think you two man it's so inspiring to see what you've done yeah and where you've come from and I just, and more blessings to you yeah, you know man, what i'm saying you got to keep man, going and you up. can't you know 
understand that you are going to have these obstacles and you're going to have uh, people that are not necessarily going to be on the same page as you. There's going to be uh, political elements to it in that as well. But just like you have been doing, perseverance is key. Yeah, and you could easily you could easily from that first or second or third stumbling block turn around and say you know what fuck this man fuck I'm not doing that mm. but then where then where where would we be today if you didn't do that where would we be today so yeah there's man, more, more films to come man like cool. we're, we're not just making gangster films look out for our next film called Napa yeah yeah that's our next film that me and Femi are doing okay based on the I Napa thing um yeah, man, just watch this space, man. But well, you two good otherwise, yeah? Everything nice, yeah, everything good, blessed. Man. Everything calm. Yeah, chains, yeah. Nikki's wearing chains now, you know? Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I know. Guys, Nikki Nikki's, coming, yeah, Nikki been, getting money. <laughs> boys club and that. Everything's just different. <laughs> <laughs> the trainers and that. Knees out. Yeah, the man's got his knees out. Everything, <laughs> boy. Mad cream. Are you using different cream now? Bro, I use cocoa butter, bro. Like which cocoa butter are you using? I actually use premium. No, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like premium, butter. <laughs> premium butter. Premium <laughs> butter. <laughs> no, I use coconut oil. Still. So do I. I use raw coconut, coconut yeah, yeah, oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you? You're not still. Are you using the one with the white bottle with the orange? <laughs> oh, man, that's I old school. Use, still, I use actually coconut oil as well. I use actually coconut. oil. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No. My the coconut oil I use. Yeah, see when it gets hot outside, it's, it's mad. Like it's mad. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. We put it in the fridge though, man. I use shea butter. Yeah, I put it in the fridge sometimes. Shea butter is good as well. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be careful when you're doing all of that and going to Dubai and stuff as well you know one time I put the coconut oil when I went to Dubai flung it on my body and that went outside Jesus <laughs> crispy <laughs> what you bro, you all of this stuff it, nah it just all started dripping Sticking, off me bro yeah, 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 yeah it was yeah. mad it was mad mad mad, mad but yeah man bless up to you and the coconut no. oil you already <laughs> <laughs>